The Planter's Place podcast is brought to you by Osmocote, the planter's plant food. I'm Amy Griesack, a garden writer in Great Falls, Montana. I'm no stranger to pests in the garden, unfortunately, but I found that being by being proactive in the spring, I can cut down the number that I have to battle later in the summer. It is hard to think about pests that are going to be eating your garden in July, August, September, but I, from experience, I know that this is the time to plan and prepare. One of the first anti-pest techniques that I like to employ are putting collars around my cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts to keep away the cutworms. The cutworms are the caterpillar from the cutworm moth, which travels extensive distances. They tend to overwinter in the soil and then come out really, really hungry and looking for your cabbage plants. So what I do is I just take either yogurt containers, the small yogurt containers, and cut off the bottom, or I've even used the heavy-duty paper cups and cut off the bottom. They're plenty rigid enough to last throughout the season and work out just fine. So I plant my seedling, and then I carefully pull up, hold up the leaves, and slip that collar over the plant, pushing it into the soil at least an inch. The cutworms typically don't go much deeper, but you want to get it down so your collar isn't going to blow away or tip over too. So once I do that, if the cutworms are in the area, they bump into that barrier and that's it. They're not going to crawl over and it typically takes care of the problem right there. It's a very simple technique to save a lot of disappointment when you go out the next morning and your poor little plants are cut over like little trees. So very easy thing to do first thing out. The next thing that I absolutely love, and I have yards and yards of it, are the floating row covers. For those of you who don't know what floating row covers are, they're the light polyspun fabric that's used to keep pests away and also for frost prevention. They come in varying sizes of weights and thicknesses that work for all sorts of different applications. There are very light ones that are very see-through, And those are best for warmer areas and when you're just using them to keep the pests away because the light ones leave, let the most amount of sunlight through. Now the heavier ones are fantastic and I have a ton of those because I use them a lot for frost protection. They'll give you another mm, four to six degrees protecting from frost on either end of the season, which is very, very helpful. So if you have cabbage plants, cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts once again, the easiest way to keep away the cabbage moths is to keep your plants covered. So take that lightweight floating row cover and pin it down so the cabbage moths cannot get underneath and get to those plants. This will prevent them from laying the eggs on the plants and will prevent the caterpillars then from forming and burrowing through your cabbage and creating such a mess on your broccoli. Let me tell you from experience, it's really hard to get your kids to eat their vegetables when they see a little poached caterpillar clinging to that broccoli stalk. Even though I check everything I have in years past, in those years when I didn't get my floating row cover on and I had a lot, it was a battle to try to pick them all off before I fed them to my family. So putting the floating row cover out now is a whole lot easier. This is also a really good time when you can plant trap crops, which is not easy to say, but it's very easy to do. Now, trap crops are things such as radishes or mustards that you can plant near your desirable crops that will attract those pests. So such as the flea beetles, Colorado potato beetle, and things like that, they will 
go to the trap crops where you can watch and you can destroy those. So if you plant a mustard and you see a lot of, the, say, the Colorado potato beetle on it, you can pull those all out and dispose of them and get rid of a whole lot of pests in one fell swoop. So think about what problems you had last year and research what crops do they like. What do they like besides the spinach that they were chewing on or your Swiss chard, things like that, and plant those crops nearby. So hopefully, wherever you're going to plant the desirables, so hopefully you can catch those pests before they get on the ones you like. This is also a good time to plant for the pollinators. We all need to encourage the pollinators, whether they're our native bees or whether they're the local honeybees that are coming into the garden. We need to give them plants that are going to bring them in and keep them in so they can pollinate our fruits and vegetables. This includes planting borage and poppies and Russian sage is a really good one for honeybees that bring in these good guys so they can get the job done for us. It's also a good idea to plant desirable crops for the beneficial insects. A lot of these have the umbrella-like flowers on the top. So we're talking the cilantro, valerian, dill, yarrow, that type of thing that these beneficials prefer to land on and prefer to hang out on. And so then they can pounce and take care of the ones that we don't like to have in the garden. So this is the time to think about that and provide that habitat for them. Another thing that I'm going to do here shortly, it's typically late spring, early summer, depending on your weather, will be to spread out what's called semaspore. It's a nozema protozoa that's in kind of a grainy type bait that you sprinkle out in the grassy areas for grasshoppers. I'll wait until I see the grasshoppers start emerging, and once they're about a half an inch to three quarters of an inch, I'll put the semaspore in a little whirly bird, just like what I would do to spread grass seed, and go in those grassy areas around our property and try to hit it outside the fence line too, spreading it so the grasshoppers, the tiny nymphs, will feed on the semaspore, and then the protozoa will make them sick, they'll eat less, and eventually die. Well, the nice thing about these lovely creatures is they are cannibalistic. So when the little ones die, other ones will eat those. They'll ingest the protozoa and the cycle will continue. Now, it usually takes two to four weeks for the first batch to start dying off. So it's definitely not an immediate process. But if you keep after it, it does work. I have had friends who've done it and really reduced their population. I put the semaspore down last year. I didn't notice such a huge effect, but it's not as if I'm going to give up on it. A lot of these methods, when you're not nuking everything out totally, take longer to take effect. So I'm definitely going to keep on top of that this year and apply it again, at least once, maybe twice, depending on how confident I am at my timing. So I want to make sure I get that out and hopefully knock down these populations. Now, I do realize that in the spring, it's really hard to think about pests. We're more concerned with getting that garden in and it's just it's perfect and green and we're not being bitten up by mosquitoes and but I really encourage you to start thinking about what you had to deal with last year and what you can do to prevent it this year because if you put in a little time in the spring you're going to be a whole lot happier later in the summer. To learn more from our gardening experts join the community at plantersplace.com. And be sure to like Osmocote Plant Food on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in to the Planters Place podcast.